Hey there, Sojourners, and welcome to our very special uh, May the 4th Be With You slash Cinco de Mayo adventure special. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians tonight. This is a Powered by the Apocalypse game that uh, was written by April Kit Walsh published by Evil Hat Productions. Thirsty Sword Lesbian celebrates the love, power, and existence of queer people. Uh, on that note, I gotta admit, I was a little reluctant, uh, a little concerned to run this game. Uh, I mean, who needs another cishet white dude uh, getting into spaces that really maybe I shouldn't be getting into? But my cast wanted to play, and I got to thinking about it, and I thought about it for a while, and I think the conclusion that I came to is that uh, it's perhaps just as important that some of those of us who don't identify in the LBTQ plus community, particularly, maybe specifically, uh, cishet white dudes, ought to be playing this game and learning from it. And so... I hope that's uh, what is going to happen tonight, is we're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to um, see where this goes and hopefully learn a little bit about ourselves. Also, there's going to be a lot of uh, puns and uh, bad jokes. That said, you should also definitely go check out some of the Thirsty Sword Lesbian actual plays uh, that are uh, being done by people who are in the community. And I've got a couple. I'm going to drop them in the chat, and then they'll also be in the show notes. Uh, but uh, April Kit Walsh is actually in a couple. There is one that is for Roll20 Con 2020, Thirsty Sword Lesbians, Neon City 2099. Then there's also a Roll20 Indie Showcase for Thirsty Sword Lesbians. The Q Times did a power play of Thirsty Sword Lesbian. And uh, there's also Gut Punch RP uh, did a uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbian one-shot called Runaway Heist. Go check those out and uh, support them with your views and your likes and your ratings. Uh, Support the community. And speaking of supporting the community, you may have heard that uh, there's a lot of new laws getting passed every day around that are harming our LGBTQ plus friends and neighbors, and uh, that right now are especially harmful to our transgender friends and neighbors. Uh, We here at the Gothic Podcast urge you to donate to any organization supporting and defending transgender rights. Meanwhile, our Thirsty Sword Lesbians game tonight is about queer characters finding love and sword fights in space against an evil empire that may bear some resemblance to one you've seen somewhere before. We are not claiming any association with the giant mouse company that owns that empire. May the 4th be with you. And also, Thirsty Sword Lesbians deals with mature and immature, in our case, themes and situations that may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised.
Hey everybody, and welcome to the Gothic Podcast, Cinco de Mayo, and may the 4th be with you, not necessarily in that order, Adventure Spring Special. So, we are uh, playing some Thirsty Sword Lesbians tonight. Let's find out who our Thirsty Sword Lesbians are this evening, or at least the players who will be playing them. Uh, Sharon, say hello, and then a few more syllables as well. Hello, bingle bongle, dingle dangle. I am Sharon. Uh, I'm not a lesbian, <laughs> but <laughs> I have a couple of housemates who are lesbians, and I feel very close to the community. I, I appreciate the presence of all LGBTQ folks in my life, and uh, they have made me very comfortable with my own gender, and I really appreciate that. So, thumbs up. And then there's Jesse. Hello, everyone. Um... I get to play Cat tonight. Uh, good to be here again. Yes, I am not a lesbian as well, but I am I am a little pansexual and uh, demisexual as well. Um, so I feel nicely represented in this. Let's let's see what this is about. I'm excited. And we also have Eric with us tonight. Heyo. Uh, well, uh, Eric Halbert here, and while I am also not a lesbian. Shocker. I, I do have many friends and family in the LGBTQ plus community, and uh, and I, I feel a little bit of trepidation tackling this, but uh, hopefully we'll pull it off. Um, let's see. So, uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, so you all know some of the rules. But as usual, we haven't played this game before, and we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, to help us out, uh, we are using uh, Roll20's uh, lovely uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbian modules. Anyway, we have a lot of new basic moves here from our uh, our usual Monster of the Week game. And we'll get into those as we go through it. But there's all sorts of things that encourages flirting and more flirting. And then on top of that, some flirting, but with sword fighting. Actually, usually there's sword fighting involved in the flirting. Flirting with violence. Here is the setup. You all are comrades, it appears. Um, you are fighting against a tyrannical empire, the Empire of Colonia. And the Empire of Colonia is very much into colonizing new and undespoiled worlds for their own fiendish expansion. And when they do this, they often take key cultural artifacts or rituals or customs and incorporate them into the empire's way of life. And thus, by changing it, by shifting it around, by uh, subverting it, they are able to control a populace even more than they could have before. And now this has happened once more. A new system of worlds has been taken, and one of their greatest sets of artifacts have been taken as well. The Sinks of Mayo. Your quest, your job, is to find the Sinks of Mayo and somehow, somehow, keep the Empire from using them in the way that they mean to use them. This could mean stealing them back. It could mean subverting what the Empire has planned. Uh, but also, to make this even more difficult, 
there is a great scholar of the Sinks of Mayo who has been captured uh, by the empire of Colonia. What is this great scientist's name, Sharon? Now, because of something we were joking about um, before we went live, the first thing that came to my mind was um, San Durantis. The good doctor is being held in the same very large, um, I don't want to call it a, a Death Star. Ah, the Empire of Colonia has built two giant spheres that uh, orbit one another as they travel from system to system to conquer. These great colonization balls are where the ceremony is going to be happening um, soon. And it's also where you're going to have to infiltrate and also get out Dr. Sontratus. We've got to infiltrate the balls. Let's find out who our infiltrators are. Sharon, who are you playing this evening? I'm playing Julie Klein. My playbook is The Scoundrel. Uh, what are, what are uh, Julie's pronouns? Julie's pronouns are she, her. So in Thirsty Sword Lesbians, you choose your aesthetics, much like other Powered by the Apocalypse games. Demeanor is playful demeanor. Clothes are tight clothes. And my blade is a flashy sword. So Julie's a tall, dark-haired woman wearing a white poet shirt with just a deep, deep V in front and a dark vest over it tight purple pants and uh, black boots with a pretty significant heel that are tall enough to cover her knees. The sword in question is a rapier with one of those fancy back-swept basket hilts. Is there any glowing aspect to the sword? To the sword? No, not in this game. That's a different game. (laughs) I I don't know if you know what day it is. (laughs) I was just wondering. Jesse, who are you uh, playing this evening? I am playing Cat. Uh, this is the Beast playbook. Uh, as you see, Cat, um, she's got very golden brown skin and very golden brown eyes with very fine pupils. She slinks in. She's wearing uh, lightly, lightly baggy, just just a little bit. Looks like it could fit, but. It's just a little loose and hangs a little kind of off the shoulder. She has a very playful demeanor and she she is wielding a sharpened jawbone from a large cat. So it's got some of the teeth hanging off the back end with the major, you know, feline. I don't like to call them canine teeth, but the large feline tooth hanging off the very tip of it. Eric. Uh, Deirdre Baudet is the character. Uh, she has a hard demeanor and wears uh, wears the hell out of a uniform. Uh, it is legally distinct from the uh, uniforms from Final Fantasy VIII, the Seeds <laughs> uniforms, uh, but uh, but very similar. Uh, she carries uh, an heirloom sword. It's been handed down for generations, you know, and uh, it's a impressive saber with a backswept hilt, uh, filigree on the handle, the whole nine yards. Uh, she's a captain of the Trebizonian Special Forces of the Trebizond system, who has a vested interest in making sure the shittiest empire does not make further inroads into its territory. We find our three rebels, none of whom have any sort of laser sword whatsoever, on a small vessel headed toward the Death Balls of Colonia. So 
what is this uh, what does this ship look like from from the outside if, as we're seeing this with our scene is uh, a, an endless star field uh, as our um, rebel ship uh, cruises through the ether I don't think we're ready for the Austin Powers Johnson montage <laughs> I think it uh, it looks like a, a very aerodynamic uh, central column with two outrigged pieces that are the engines. Very graceful. Mm, two outrigged engines, you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not suggestive of anything. <laughs> well, I think she looks like a barge. My old ship is much more graceful. So we do find our uh, our heroes. We go inside. What's the name of the ship? I feel like it must be the Nunga Nungas. Yeah, de- yeah. Let's go with that. So inside the Nunga Nungas. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Inside your ship. <laughs> we find you all in a room of the ship. Uh, wh- where are you? The galley. Okay. What's the galley look like? Cramped, as many are. Cramped. My ship's was much more spacious. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> overhanging cabinets, utilitarian stainless steel countertops, narrow little table in the middle. It's unfortunate, too, that, that this ship, as sleek as it may look like on the outside, that the air conditioning uh, inside is often faulty and is very hot inside the galley. Uh, but you all are discussing what is to come. Well, uh, do you think we should punch them in the death balls first or uh, rescue, the, uh, rescue the good doctor? I'd say the doctor first. The punch will probably not end in, uh, shall we say, extraordinarily rescuable friendly conditions well what if we were to punch the other one and then rescue the doctor from the other do you know which one the doctor is in well we'd have to gather some intelligence first oh why can't we just do it all well i think the suggestion is first the one and then the other rescue the good doctor and and then we punch them in the balls you have a general layout of um the death balls Specifically, you have more detailed blueprints of the of the prison area. Also, a fairly detailed timeline of when things are going to happen. Did we get the blueprints from uh, Colonel Norris, my commanding officer, perhaps? Let's have a flashback and find out. <laughs> what was that colonel's name? Norris. His first name is Charles. <laughs> You're meeting with uh, Colonel um, Charlie Norris. She is a very high-ranking and powerful member of the Trebizond system, um, but is very uh, militaristic, uh, is very much a a proponent of violence should beget twice as much violence. And so would you say that what you are doing here is I could be calling on a toxic power. Calling on a toxic power. Mm. That's exactly what I'm doing. We're going to have a our first roll of the night. We're going to see how this works out. All right, I roll with spirit, and it's a nine. On a seven to nine, it answers the question, and the GM chooses one. It takes something from me, either knowledge, reputation, or something physical. I mark a condition, or it gains a string on me. What is your relationship like? with the uh, the good colonel. Uh, slightly contentious. I think I like to, to tweak the colonel's nose as much as possible. 
and uh, she doesn't approve of my slightly uh, disobedient ways. Nose. There's, yes, exactly, the nose. Uh, <laughs> Did you say twerking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't twerk her nose. We're, we're like in your earpiece, like making these comments as you're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, you you have have come to to the colonel, and um, you're needing these blueprints. Um, why doesn't she want to give them to you? I think the colonel thinks I I probably am not the right gal for this job. She's a little worried that I might uh, well cock it up. Does uh, she have good reason for that? Only that uh, some of my previous deployments were less than covert and uh, resulted in more fanfare than perhaps we want on this assignment. I picture myself uh, striding into the, the colonel's office and throwing a leg up over a corner of the desk, kind of leaning down a little conspiratorially and saying, Colonel, me love, did, did we get the intelligence? Well, Didi, um, we did. We did get the intelligence. She's standing behind her desk and has all of these papers rolled out uh, in front of her. And as you come in and do that, she glares at you. And, in fact, also rolls the blueprints and such back up. And I look longingly at the blueprints. <laughs> and says, well, you're wanting this job, ain't you? I could think of nothing I'd rather do. You know what happened over on Pluckatara? Well, yes, I was there, wasn't I? I just thought you might have uh, forgotten. Well, I did, I did take a few knocks. Not, not quite a pounding, you might say, but uh, it was, uh, it was quite the mission. Well, I think that uh, if I give you this, if I give you this, uh, this job, that, um, well, I think if you mess it up in any way and come back alive, I'm going to make your life a living hell here. This has to happen. This has to be done right. And the only reason that I'd send you on it is, damn it, we don't really have anybody any better right now. Sophia's well, off in few another system. Between. What's that? Why were you talking over me? I was just saying they're few and far between that are better than me. Well, Sophia's better, and she looks longingly at the ceiling, but <laughs> she's not here. She's going to give you the blueprints, going to give you the job, but is going to uh, mark a condition on you. Uh, what condition do you think is uh, best suited for this? Mm. I feel that insecure is the right one to take from that particular interview. That's going to make a minus two to all of your entice rolls. Either that or angry. I Deirdre might be angry now. All right, so which one are you going to go with? I think angry. To clear this... You're going to have to break something important to you or someone you care about. And you, you're thinking about this even as you have the blueprints rolled out in front of you here in the uh, galley of the... Numa <laughs> <laughs> Numa. Well, I picture Deirdre leaving with a, a curt nod of her head and saying, Don't worry, Colonel Norris. I'll give out more licks than I take. <laughs> and then exit. <laughs> but now you're here. Are you going to keep your angry, or are you going to try to clear that now that you're here in the uh, in the ship, thinking about that interaction you had? I think as uh, as Deirdre turns from the from the blueprints, she picks up her favorite mug 
drains the coffee from it. There might be some some Irish whiskey in as well, and and smashes it into the sink, reliving the interaction and the humiliation. That damned Colonel Norris. Who's going to clean that up? I'll clean I'm not it going up to later. Up. What about you, Cat? What are you doing during this uh, little outburst? Cat reaches across the table and slides the blueprints her direction is just kind of tracing a long sharpened nail like through pathways uh, across one of the deadly balls <laughs> to the I imagine is circled or highlighted or something a section of the containment units where prisoners are sectioned away from the rest of the functioning of the uh <sighs> balls <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's something along the lines of just trying to find a path I'm just trying to like see if there's a nice easy way from an access point in towards I'm just looking mm-hmm. trying to find a path so we have Kat who is looking over the blueprints trying to uh, to find out um, something about the way in we've got julie who is uh, quite concerned about who's going to clean up the mess and dd is having a bit of a fit and it's all so very hot in here so very very hot in the galley don't forget that we also have several rollable tables tonight uh, for if you need to use them uh, for a variety of items such as <clears throat> random names of breasts um Euphemisms. <laughs> Euphemisms is the other word that I was looking for. Uh, and a random flirting table. Yeah, that should be fun. I titled my list Boobphemisms. Boobphemisms. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so what do we know about defenses? Are those on the blueprints? So what is your plan? Are you going to go in guns blazing? Are you going to um, try to infiltrate your way into this? That's why I want to know about the defenses. The the death balls do have a a wide uh, variety of secondary weaponry, uh, as well as a very large primary weapon. The balls have a primary weapon? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do. (laughs) <laughs> it can be extended out and <laughs> then can be used. Uh, it, it's really a planet killer. The smaller weapons are for defense, as is the... Uh, there are also a number of um, other ships uh, that can be sent out. As so, much as I love a good fight, I think we'll have to infiltrate. I was just about to ask, how do you feel about infiltration? Well, right now, and it's bloody galley, I feel so hot and... <laughs> Deirdre mm. unbuttons several buttons on the relatively stiff uniform and pulls down the collar. And just because I want to use the um, the rollable table, uh, we see the uh, curves of your... Sound of dice rolling. You want me to roll it, or are you... Oh, no, I'm not going to roll it. <laughs> I don't roll <laughs> dice in this game. This is a Powered by the Apocalypse game. I don't have to roll dice. <laughs> Bazookas. <laughs> That's fairly standard. <laughs> well, it's so military. It's very appropriate. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, for Deirdre. Deirdre. So that's what you military types carry under there. <laughs> if it's not rocket launchers, it's bazookas. <laughs> At the notice of uh, Dee Dee 
removing a couple of buttons. Cat looks up for just a moment, like out the side, out the corner of her eyes. You see the pupils just widen just a little bit and then contract again. Are you smitten? Perhaps. <laughs> what happens with you, Cat, if you uh, are smitten with someone? When you become smitten with someone, always your choice. Say why. Give them a string on you. And answer the question in the truth of heart and blade section of your playbook. So you get a string on me and I answer a question from my truth of heart and blade section. Let's see. What have you done that you are sure they view as inappropriate? Why I became smitten just to finally see a little bit of that stuffy color to the neck. Didi, finally just relax a little bit and give in to the feelings. Even if it's just unbuttoning a couple of buttons to get some air on those wonderful bazookas. <laughs> hey, you, you, there are... Oh, I can roll a, I can roll a yeah, separate one. There are close I, to a hundred different terms. Because so. I would not say bazookas uh, <laughs> as cat. Even as Jesse, I would... <laughs> But definitely not as cat. Oh, man. I think we really screwed up yesterday when we were coming up with these. There are 60 uh, different ones that we have on the rollable table. Should have had nine more. Oh, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) How could you? (laughs) I know. Were those wonderful biological thermometer mounts. Biological thermometer mounts, indeed. Just to see a little bit of that. That stuffiness kind of relaxed just a little bit for their own comfort. That's right, darling. Get comfortable. I have to answer a question now. What have you done that you are sure they view as inappropriate? Just about anything. I mean, I am a little bit of a wild kitten, you might say. Specifically for this situation, getting into this group that we have with Julie, Didi, and myself. I think it would be just avoiding the norms and really going against any kind of structure. There was an instance where Kat lashed out at somebody who was trying to put her in her place. An, an evil Karen, we will say, that just pissed just pissed Kat off the right way. And... You, you saw like a weird feral side of cat come out and it seemed like her snout elongated for just a moment. Sharp teeth came out and you heard a like a guttural roar come out that doesn't seem very human from the normal human that cat tries to represent. That sounds inappropriate. All right. What's intriguing. <laughs> Oh, you take that string. (laughs) There is a ping from the uh, ship's computer, and the ship's computer says, Crew, we're about to approach the death balls. What would you like me to do? You see Kat's ears twitch just a little bit in a direction. (laughs) Can this be a new default computer voice, Patrick? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, uh, have we been able to determine from the blueprints and the intelligence where the good doctor is? Yes. Apparently, it's on the smaller of the two balls. So, righty? Yes. 
Well, righty tighty it is then. Would you like me to chart a course for a docking bay? Uh, yes, and uh, I think our uh, our tourists. Yes, is that our cover story? It can be. I was going to say entertain entertainers, but uh, tourists work just fine. A entertainers is so much better. I love it. I have more practice with that. Would you like me to send any special messages ahead? And no one has spent any time at all hanging out with me in the hollow deck on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a short trip. We'll, we'll get around to it on the return. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Oh, yes, you will. Do we know Does the ship or... computer have a name? What is the ship's computer's name? Sasha. Barbara. <laughs> I like Sasha. <laughs> it's Sasha Barbara. <laughs> I, Sasha Barbara, am here at your beck and call, as always. Do have any advanced contacts on Righty, or uh, do we just... Just lock docking mechanisms and go ahead and infiltrate. You haven't input any body into my systems for quite some time. <laughs> We're penetrating the ball, Sasha Barbara. That's enough from you. <laughs> so go ahead and try to entice Sasha Barbara to do what you want. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Dee Dee. <laughs> it could be somebody else. Let me scroll down to entice. Roll plus heart. You're more right at enticing. You might be better at enticing a computer than I am. I'm more than a yes, computer. Yes, I feel I'm, I'm much I'm more of a logical ship. one. All right, I'm rolling in. It's it's an eight. It's a mixed beat. Hmm. Probably won't return to the ship. Give in to desire. Doesn't really uh, <laughs> fit here. Um, we start snogging. Hmm. <laughs> start making out with a bulkhead. <laughs> Promise something they think you want. Almost something they think you want? Mm -hmm. I also have a string on Sasha Barbara. Oh, it says gain a string unless they decide instead to choose. Unless they choose. Things. Yeah, they have to take a string. Um, gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to do the other. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, oh, I, uh, well, certainly I, um, hmm, <laughs> um, goodness. Oh, um, the I'm computer so, is awkward now. Uh, I will uh, prepare the special hollow deck unit uh, uh okay um here we go Whee! <laughs> so pull and... it together sasha barbara <laughs> the ship zooms down <laughs> perfectly good artificial intelligence look at it you've given it anxiety <laughs> she kind of adjusts her collar a little bit more well i sometimes sometimes can get it done you you zoom down and go whoosh 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 the uh, ship doing a, a back and forth zigzag maneuver uh, spins once in midair and <laughs> then backs into the right ball of the death balls of Colonia. As soon as you do, uh, there is a voice that comes over the between ship systems and it goes, "Hey there." What's going on? Who are you then? Why, we're the fabulous entertainers, tourists. We're the fabulous tourists who are here to take in your entertainments of the fabulous right death ball. I see. Which entertainment is that exactly? We have a play in which we pretend to be tourists taking in the sights and sounds. All right. Well... Let me look at my uh, paperwork here. Go ahead and figure out a person. 
This is plus wit. You don't have a string on this person at the other end of the line, so it's That's just correct. plus wit. Roll with modifier. I think it rolled with modifier. I rolled a nine. I can ask two questions, but they can ask one of me. What are your feelings toward blank? What do you hope to get from blank? <laughs> How could I get you to blank? <laughs> what do you love most? <laughs> How would you feel if well, I blank? The, the obvious one is, how could I get you to let us dock and, you know, let us move around the right ball in peace? <laughs> well, or with that's... minimal guards. <laughs> We've got to circulate the right ball. Uh, how could I get you to let us inside and... <laughs> I'm going to need you all to uh, give uh, me uh, your uh, registration number. And uh, the identifications of everybody on board. Well, my second question was, what do you hope to get from appropriate paperwork? (laughs) 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 Which will tell me which false identity to use. Seems like they just want to go on with their day and not have to worry about you. Listen, we'll transfer everything, but we're actually about to be late for our first meeting. Can we um, just hook our computers up and um, set the download to moving and we'll be about our day and, and uh, the download can go, go on while we move around? Our computer loves a good hookup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you saying, Dee Dee? What, what do you want me to do? Uh, put mute on the intercom with the guy. <laughs> and be like, <laughs> uh, Sasha, Sasha Barbara, we need to send your uh, registration number, which... I don't actually know. And um, do you two want to use your real identities? Because I've, I'm going to send a false one. Cat's actually just furiously going through a closet. Like, <laughs> clothes are flying behind. Um, and she's just trying to find something. Oh, God, we got to do the entertainment bullshit again. Mm-hmm. And just, like, throwing <laughs> clothes all over the place. And just trying to find the right outfit to, outfit to put on. I'm doing that thing where I'm standing there perfectly still as clothes pile up onto me. <laughs> Deirdre will, of course, as an operative, have a false identity ready. Deirdre, you can't go out looking like that. Here, and I pull a random shirt off of the pile on me and I hold it up. That's about your size. I couldn't possibly. Uh, your uniform's immediately recognizable. Take it off at once. Too true. They did demand that I be covert. So Deirdre mm-hmm. starts stripping down uh, right there. We got like the, the Battlestar Galactica by the way, Deirdre is, for the purposes of this, uh, played in the film by Katie Sackhoff. Uh, we've got the, you know, the weird tank tops <laughs> that they wore in that show. <laughs> with the kind of shoulder blade cutouts. <laughs> and starts picking through the clothes that uh, that Kat has, has ejected. Finally looking up and snagging one from the air. Probably with no small amount of jiggle at the slight acrobatics. And, uh, and shucks into the... The new accoutrement. Are you smitten, Julie? <laughs> Maybe. I think I have a thing, actually. Everybody getting smitten with uh, Dee Dee? Oh, this is for if I've, if I've taunted someone into doing something they want to do but find unwise, then I have a move I can do. But Dee pretty much immediately agreed, so I don't know if that counts as taunting. Yeah, and she didn't want to do it, but found it wise. feel like maybe Deirdre should use Entice on uh, on Julie after that. Go for it. I have a thing that's like, when I become smitten with someone I barely know, da, da, lose my smitten status with anyone who has no strings on me, which you wouldn't Oh, it's get. a 10 to entice. Oh, golly. <laughs> the jiggle was strategic. 
The jiggle of your... I've got my own list. I don't want to roll the dice. (laughs) Well, my jiggly puffs, of course. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I would like to note that there are some darn good uh, Star Wars (laughs) euphemisms in my list. (laughs) I mean, that series of movies uh, and TV shows, which shall not be named. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What happens when you use a dice on me? Uh, on a 10 plus, I gain a string on you, and you choose okay. one, get flustered and awkward, promise me something you think I want, or give in to desire. Uh, <laughs> promise something that I think you want. I think it'd be hilarious if she, like, turned abruptly back toward the screen and was like, yep, we're, I'm going to get us right into that, that right <laughs> <left> ball. <laughs> I'm focused on the job at hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. I like that. Because that's flustered and awkward and promising something you might think I want. Yeah, give Didi a string on me, and then I actually have a move. When I become smitten with someone I barely know, which I think counts in this case, I declare my undying love and give them another another string. So this is a second string. Take plus one forward to any act I think might impress my new interest. Yeah, I think I give Didi a, a grin and I say, don't you worry, I'll get us inside just fine. And completely, professionally, straighten my collar a little bit and turn back to the muted uh, talk channel with the docking guy and be like, connections uh, transmitting our paper should begin uh, momentarily. Sending them now. Thank you, Sasha Barbara. Uh, Was that suitable for declaring your your love? I don't know. What did I say? Don't worry, I'll get us inside. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that does count. Why, of course, I fall to one knee, and I hold up a, a little uh, cravat to, to complete your outfit. Why, thank you, Julie. <laughs> of course, anything for you. And then I'll do the things that I said. The docking hatch is open, and, and, uh, and you all go into the right death ball. And inside, uh, at the guard station, there are three guards, and they are all these big uh, burly women and um, uh, one of them at the uh, control center looks up at you and goes all right well you're on now of course be prepared to be amazed Uh, i start um strumming a banjo which i've brought (laughs) out from somewhere (laughs) a banjo yeah a banjo a banjo (laughs) oh man one of the euphemisms I found last night was dueling banjos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of on the um, brain. Finally, Kat has come out of the closet <laughs> wearing a very Las Vegas showgirl kind of outfit. Very silvery, sparkly, leaving not much to the imagination, but covering enough to still be modest. Sequins reflecting in the muted, god-awful fluorescent lights in this stinky ball, exits the ship into the halls. Um, (laughs) Are we ready to perform yet? Why, of course. I go behind and I start, I change the rhythm of my... uh banjo playing to be a little more um like you would see in like a um burlesque show you know cat i'm feeling like you're going against your your innate instincts here correct trying to fit in right it's uncomfortable okay i can go negative and i'm i'm just wondering if 
you have put all this on and you just want to tear it off because this isn't you. This isn't who you are. And so I, as the GM, the Game Master, get one string uh, per player. So there's four of you. Uh, I'm sorry, there's three of you. <laughs> I don't know who the fourth one was. Sasha Barbara, perhaps. Uh, and uh, so I get three strings, and I can use these during the course of the uh, course of the game. And in this case, uh, I want to spend a string to offer you experience for just going ahead and tearing that abomination of civilization off of you. All right. But you don't have to take it. I don't spend the string if you refuse the temptation, but that is the temptation that you have at the moment. Cat to tear her clothes off? Is what you're saying? Well, wasn't exactly. (laughs) 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 But yes, I guess so. Um, Is there any reaction from the guards as we enter? Uh, the guards are uh, looking you all up and down, you know, leering at you. I wink broadly at them. Screw this facade. And <laughs> you start to see, you start to see Cat, what seemed like really tight clothing for that moment. And maybe you understand now why she wears slightly baggy clothing is you see Cat's form start to shift a little bit into a very feline form. The sharpened nails that she has in her fingers start to retract as she pulls them back and then re-extends them again. Uh, the teeth, the sharpened pointy teeth in in each of the canine side of her mouth, like really start to come out a little bit more. The nose seems to push back a little bit, but as the mouth extends, you see the jawline really extend out. The ears become a little bit more prominent and it seems like what you thought was a furry female um, with slight sideburns you start to notice sharp whiskers start to come out just below that nose and she gets down on all fours and starts running towards these guards and says screw this and pulls out the blade and goes to town oh no well during the transformation i would have like amped up the music like uh like just going higher and higher like observe the fabulous chain no no, cat, no. <laughs> I thought it was playtime. I think Deirdre was interrupted in mid-maneuver as she uh, reached into one side of her uh, over-the-shoulder boulder holsters and then the other. I think it's time to show them the maracas. And she produces <laughs> a pair of maracas. <laughs> I love this. There's this there's this cat running. There's this mountain lion looking creature running through the hallway as you pull out maracas. Okay. I think the maracas happened immediately before the transformation. Okay. After that, it was just like, like go cat, well, go cat, well, go cat. <laughs> I think at that point it's more of a oh, oh, never mind. There's our distraction. The three guards their eyes widen as this happens and one of them spits out oh what horror is this ah and they all three draw these um, sword batons uh, from sheaths they're essentially the hilts are are very ornate but the um, blade of these is just a long a long rod and 
apparently as they draw them, they hit a button or something, and that begins to crackle with energy, and you see sort of glow happens all the way up uh, the uh, the uh, this glowing rod, rod and glowing they rod, leap <laughs> to attack, and sword fighting commences. <laughs> fight! Yay, fight! Remember that uh, you can fight uh, in a number of different ways. It's not all necessarily physical, and this can be... There can be provocation, there can be violence, there can be cutting words. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, go with uh, Kat, since uh, Kat instigated all of this. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> as... As Kat starts to see them pull these phallic objects, definitely grabbing one of those as soon as possible. Uh, if it's the nearest one, cool. If I can make it to the furthest one, even better. Try and box them in a little bit. Like if I can like slink around because I do have that like feline type grace, just kind of slink through, grab the last one as they're reacting and try to um, snatch that saber from their hand. So fight away. It is excellent. Uh, plus daring or plus grace. It will be plus grace. I think I, I think I liked the feline movements to really kind of. Yeah. Uh, that would be a ten. Choose three. Opponent chooses one. Nice. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I don't. It doesn't sound like you're wanting to flirt with uh, your opponent. Uh, Not with these ones. Are you wishing to inflict a condition, or are you wishing to take an object from your opponent or seize a superior position? That is the ultimate goal. Okay. And so you do get three of these. So, uh, I mean, I, theoretically, you could do, <laughs> do a bunch of these. You can also create an opportunity for an ally through prowess or distraction. Take an object from my opponent, uh, whiz past the first two, grab the saber from the third or furthest for that matter. And as that's happening, you're too slow. Going to try and create a hopeless condition in one of them. Also, as I ran past the others, hopefully it turns their heads and creates the opportunity for an ally. Okay. Yeah, whoever is uh, having the condition put upon them uh, gets to choose. Gets to choose the condition. Yeah. Okay. Going to go with uh, frightened, just sort of uh, drops the <laughs> the glowing rod. And uh, as soon as she does, the light goes out of it and it clatters to the tile floor and swipe then, it up thanks love and then uh she just skitters back into a wall eyes wide what about julie hmm. <clears throat> oh, i guess we're moving on to act two and i'll uh <laughs> just pop up next to the closest one and be like careful she's an animal and uh draw my sword and attempt to fight well i'm no slouch myself in the animal category she leaps up onto the control panel with her sword out and uh, starts dueling with you. Uh, it is a mixed beat, seven to nine. I rolled an eight, so I choose two and my opponent choose one. I think it'd be fun to flirt with my opponent. Be like, ah, gaining higher ground, eh? And uh, since she's up on a counter or console or whatever you said, go to my knees and start attacking her ankles. Sees a superior position? Yeah. Okay. And I get to choose one. 
I think that uh, she is going to look you over and go, I don't know what you expect to get here. There's no way you'll be able to make it past these first rooms. Colonia forever. And inflict a condition upon you. Okay. Let me go read about conditions real quick and then I'll change. And while you're looking those up, um, we can go to Didi. Can I do a quick recap on something? There's something I forgot to do as I transformed into my bestial form. Ah, sure. I forgot to roll plus daring. Oh, okay. I make speed of seven, so I only get to choose one. With the idea that the ones you don't choose will be in play. I will go with just because of the movements that I made, I will go with you can move in ways no ordinary person could, retroactively affecting it. You're also, though, very focused. Just very, like, laser focused going in on this. Uh, yeah. Dee Dee. Well, I can see that the third guard is about to attack Julia in the, in the rear, and I would like to defy disaster to prevent this. Okay. With uh, might, especially. Uh, so that'd be plus daring. I also have the... Uh, gallant rescue move which means when i defy disaster that's about to befall someone else i can either gain a string on them or ask them <laughs> one of the following questions even if i roll a six minus so i've uh, chosen insecure by the way for my condition rolling defy disaster sorry there's lots of questions it's a mixed beat offer a hard choice or success with a sacrifice so what are you trying to achieve here again so i've i've seen that the third guard is coming up behind julian about to deliver a deadly blow I would like to reach under the guard's legs, squat down and do that, and and throw the guard up over my shoulder. Uh, you were also supposed to say what you were willing to sacrifice. My dignity. This is <laughs> rather un undignified of a move. If it doesn't work out, I could just end up with the guard on top of me. So that's what I'm going to offer you there is um, that sacrifice uh is it it works but it's it just winds up with you in a tangle of of limbs and uh and she's like you didn't even ask first because that's the <laughs> one that's left meanwhile i'm uh, kind of squirming underneath and going oh you're squashing my dirty pillows <laughs> <laughs> at least call me jerry all right jerry uh but g e r i and that is that's going to be addressed to right death ball of Colonia. <laughs> Does Jerry I don't care about the spelling, and you don't sound that nimble with your tongue. Never mind. <laughs> oh, goodness. Cutting words, indeed. That's cutting words. So, uh, roll fight. Uh, what? <laughs> fight, <laughs> Jerry. Okay, now, now we're wrestling. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, it, it, it's a downbeat. It is. Oh, no. Mark, mark experience. I've put myself in a disadvantageous position. Yes. And in fact, um, Jerry is now wink, wink all over you. Jerry, Jerry's on top. Jerry <laughs> takes a string on you. Yikes. Uh, let's go back over to, to Julie. This has made you feel insecure yeah, she's talking here about how unlikely it is now that you're going to be able to achieve your mission, how it's going to be 
how the colonel is going to react to this if you even live. What is it that you, um, I mean, what is your thought processes inside your head? Gosh, we came in here with so few people. Failed at this once before. There's nothing to stop us from failing us again. And I think I'm also, like, not the condition angry, but, like, the emotion angry. <laughs> just like, oh, this, these Colonia foreverists just always saying their little words and... Colon, Ia. Colonia. <laughs> Those asshats. <laughs> um, things are shifting here. One of the uh, the guards is cowering in the corner, just back to the wall and and completely out of it. But the other two are still up and about and one of them is is about to pin Didi down and uh one is has just leapt over a swing from julie and cut with words so uh what happens next cat gives a sniff at the one she just disarmed like like a chuff like a big cat chuff kind of thing and then turns her attention to the one in between Cat and Julian Dee Dee. And then just lets out like like one of those kind of like MGM, like the old uh film like Lion Growls. Yeah. Just lets out one of those freaking roars at the the one in between them. Um trying to use big dyke energy. So I'm making it clear to my foes that I'm a big threat. Yo, I'm gonna fuck you up if you don't pay attention to me. And then just like hunching down and like doing that cat butt wiggle, getting ready to pounce. Calibrating. Calibrating. And then, and then I will, I will pounce. I will throw another fight roll. That's the one standing on the counter where Julie and, and she are in a, a duel of wits and blades. Uh, the clang of metal on metal and the, uh, whispered words between them coming quick and fast. It gives me bonuses since I'm trying to use my big dyke energy. Mixed beat, seven to nine, choose two, opponent chooses one. What's your two? I want to provoke my opponent and gain a string on them for number one. And I want to create the opportunity for my ally, Julie, through my distraction. She glances at you, still sword fighting with, uh, with Julie. She says... What an ugly beast you are. Oh, I'd roar even louder at that. Except that's inflicting a condition upon you. You get to choose which condition. Sounds like angry, maybe. Oh, definitely. Jules. Jules. Jules Verne? Julie. What are you doing? Uh, can we first talk about the um, condition insecure? It says, to clear, take rash action to confront the object of your jealousy and prove your worth without any plan or advice. I kind of had trouble, I mean, choosing these things. But Julie is clear on taking rash action. Um, I'm, like, in combat engaged with this one. But what I really want to do is, like, get the other one, stop the other one from pinning you. I did create the opportunity. For me to disengage with, with this one? Or it doesn't specify, right? Doesn't doesn't specify. Create an opportunity for an ally, and I I just created a distraction. So take it as you will. I want to rush over to the one to the one that's uh, Jerry, the one that's about to pin Dee Dee. <laughs> I want to hamstring Jerry. 
you know, this is the opportunity that Cat uh, has created. So what's this look like in, uh, in narrative action? I pictured Cat getting physically between either not either physically or like the one who's up on the counter is looking in that direction. It's so not paying attention to me. What I actually pictured was vaulting backwards in kind of like a that like a, a reverse handspring kind of thing, ending up right next to Dee Dee and Jerry. And then uh, with a quick swipe, swipe of the rapier, hamstringing Jerry. <laughs> see if that works holy crap jesus christ <laughs> we're hapless <laughs> it's that kind of show for the listeners at home that was a five <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i failed dramatically at that marking experience now so you wheel over there for this even as you do uh, jerry looks up and you realize that they they have a familiar look about them. It's not like somebody you know. Jerry's not not anybody you know, but her face yeah. is uh, very very similar to someone that you hurt in one of your flirtatious conquests. Who is that, and what did you what did you do? Hmm. Someone I hurt. It would be the. Uh, well, you see, I I used to run with a crew of entertainers and charlatans. Not always at the same time. One of the things we used to do when we were spending time in town was, you know, veil ourselves of locals. And um, this recent one, she really had just the saddest story. She had been orphaned one parent at a time. Very slowly, they replaced each other with step parents. And so she ended up with two step parents. It really was very um, lonely for her. They had each brought other daughters in for from their other marriages. She wound up being the youngest Anyway, it was this whole sob story, and I may or may not have promised to hire her alongside my crew, and um, didn't do that. We fled in the night. I didn't say goodbye to her. Mm. Maybe I should have. And you should have, yes. And that causes you to pause long enough that Jerry says, Ah, there's even more of you wanting to join this pile. I like it. And they're wearing, uh, all the guards' outfits are this, like, uh, pretty tight latexy stuff. And I want to use my flirtation table. So let's see what kind of flirting. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> and she just reaches up, just kind of, you're just sort of frozen there, just reaches up, even while pinning Dee Dee down with the other hand, hand on, on Dee Dee's solar plexus, and reaches up. And just wipes away a, a little bit of engine grease from your cheek. <laughs> you don't even know where the engine grease came from. Possibly dripping from the uh, so sweet. from the death ball here, in fact. Grease from the death ball. Mm-hmm. And so it goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid that was indeed a... Oh, a five, too. Um, yeah, and so, another condition on you. What's it going to be? Well, guilty makes sense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. How are you doing over there? With insecure, it says to clear, take rash, rash action to confront the object of jealousy, prove your worth without any plan or advice. It doesn't say you have to succeed on this character sheet. Mm. Is the taking of the rash action enough? Yes, I believe so. Okay, cool. Could I clear insecure then? So that was pretty rash, sure. Okay. Dee Dee, Julie, does a, a fancy handspring backwards, 
kind of lands in a superhero pose, which obviously isn't what she was wanting to do because now her sword is against <laughs> the the tile of the of this entryway floor. But yet Jerry still has you pinned. I mean, you're wriggling, but Jerry still got her attention on you and on uh, Julie both now at the same time. Unhand me, Rocky Balboas. <laughs> 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 it's, gonna, it's gonna be a fight it's gonna be hopefully a knee to the groin and a ooh, saber basket to the face full on condition it's a ten. Oh, nice. <laughs> knee to the groin saber basket to the face through violence I will inflict a condition I'll create an opportunity for an ally and take an object from my opponent no, I, I'll seize a superior position I'm going to kick Jerry into the the feet of of the one on the counter, so it's going to be a get my feet on Jerry's chest and uh, and power off her Danny DeVitos <laughs> <laughs> and send her flying up onto the counter. All right, yeah, she goes flying over the counter, and the guard that is up there has to uh, do some quick footwork to maneuver, and then Jerry lands heavily on the other side. And you just hear a sort of a groan and go, we could have had so much fun. Oh. <laughs> and Jerry is out of the fight, leaving just the unnamed one on top of the control panel. Uh, of course, there were all sorts of buttons that got hit and levers that got pulled as Jerry goes flying over the, the control panel here in the, in the entrance <clears throat> guard room. And and then I feel my superior position must be. Let's see, what would be superior right now? Uh, well, it's some kind of superior. I would stretch a hand up to Julie for a hand up, and when she pulls me to my feet, our faces would be would be very close, and and that is the position I've longed to be in for <laughs> a great while, and I will declare myself smitten. Mm-hmm. I say why? I, I feel I have. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I feel as though the interloper Jerry that sparked some jealousy within me. Uh, I give you a string and answer, how does pursuing them conflict with my devotion? Well, you're a rogue and a scoundrel and unlikely to align with the values of Trebizond. <laughs> Your words are too kind. I don't think you actually have to say those out loud, though. <laughs> we just need to know yeah. why. You yeah, but it's that. funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I think she totally would. She, oh, oh, if only you weren't such a rogue and a <laughs> Oh, yeah. I see that. That's great. So you two are staring deeply into one another's eyes, and that leaves Kat, uh, who an opening has been given to you against the guard on top of the controls. To prevent alert to the rest of this station. Yeah, the ball. To prevent alert, I kind of want to defy disaster and make sure that I want to quickly silence the remaining guard. Well, there's that, but there's also all those buttons and levers and things that just got pushed and pulled and otherwise set off. Wait, what? So we have alarms going off now. Nah, well, maybe not here. In that case, we got to go. Are you going to try to take out the guard then? Yeah, I'm going to have to, just to prevent further alert. All right. Um, she's gotten warm. She has unzipped her uh, her guard suit a little bit, uh, revealing 
revealing the curves of her Babylons. <laughs> Pan back to Cat, and you see this feline form hunker down just a little bit, do that little tail wiggle again. You see the pupils widen really big and just a straight up pounce to incapacitate them. Hopefully, it depends on what I roll. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. fight, fight. So much pouncing, so little sword fighting. I know. Mixed beat. Through violence, inflict a condition. That's actually all that's going to be needed because it is a one condition down. So Yeah. And so you all are going to be able to quickly tie up your opponents here and quickly also checking the monitors. Uh, you can see the fastest route to the prison area. And uh, that is where we're going to pick up after our break. So we're going to take a, we're going to take a short break. And uh, then uh, we are going to come back and uh, have a, a few moments as our heroes uh, talk with one another, rushing through the hallways on their way to save the good doctor, Dr. Sondurantis. Sondurantis. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Well, um, to the audience, we must say, see you real soon, because <laughs> we like you. We'll be right back. We are back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, for those of you just joining us, we are playing Thirsty Sword Lesbians in space. Please consider checking out some other Thirsty Sword Lesbian YouTube channels. Uh, that was in the chat. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, we'd like to... Um, Thank all of our patrons, by the way. Thank you, patrons, for keeping us on the air, uh, such as it is. And for those of you out there who aren't patrons, we are instigating, instigating, instituting, instituting, um, <laughs> inceptioning. All of those things. <laughs> <laughs> We're inceptioning <laughs> some new uh, levels uh, for patrons uh, and uh in doing so, we're giving uh, some of our current uh, patron levels uh, more things than what they had before. For instance, as soon as my cast gets me the stuff, uh, we'll be mostly releasing... me. <laughs> we'll be releasing. No, I think it's everybody. Uh, no, I mean everybody. Yeah, it's everybody. <laughs> Eric was the only one who really had the option just because he didn't have a uh, character in the uh, first season. Season one. Uh, you want me to first do season a hard two. copy sloshy? Yeah, yeah, hard copy sloshy. Hard copy sloshy. Uh, but uh, we're going to release the character sheets uh, for our season one uh, Monster of the Week characters. And as you know, we had two up. of those uh, per cast member. So if you ever want to play LJ, man, that'll totally be available to, like, pick as an option, dude. And at the end, we'll be auctioning off the character sheets that uh, that Sharon <laughs> spit beer or wine or whatever. Oh, no, that was my shirt. I spit beer on my shirt. <laughs> and uh, we are hoping to have a few more things like that as well. Also working on some uh, bonus episodes uh, that we recorded way back in season one that we haven't gotten oh, wow. out recently. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, uh, have uh, some good things in the works, I hope. 
Uh, anyway, check out our uh, Patreon and check us out uh, and chat with on us. On all the social medias. On all the social medias. Uh, we are at Dice Camp on Mastodon. We are uh, Instagram. We are YouTube. We are Twitter still. I'm still holding on. And, um, and Facebook. And I don't know, probably some others that I've forgotten about and that we don't ever check. <laughs> all right. For the second little uh, bit here, I have switched over to my Wonder Woman mug. Excellent. (laughs) Pull out that whip, baby. It's a rope. (laughs) You're thinking of Catwoman. (laughs) All right. All right. uh, Is is anybody hurt? No. No, I'm fine. Yes, you you look fine. You you seem... Mm, Thank you. As Cat goes from like a four-legged animal to a more bipedal animal (laughs) and you start to see some of the fur recede and you see her like scoop up like just a random like trench coat or something to throw over the shoulders i I love it yeah we should uh really kind of uh save the dock now I, i was gonna real quick switch off all the buttons and unflip the levers and stuff well, while you're doing that, I'll offer emotional support to Cat then. Defy danger, Julie. Defy danger, eh? Okay. Would this count as vaulting into a situation without forethought and winding up way over my head? Yes. Probably not. <laughs> yes? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have a move about you are, vaulting into a situation without you, forethought. You are looking at a bunch of dials and buttons and levers that... <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, my move is called Fool's Rush In. When I do that, I give someone dangerous to me a string, mark XP, and take plus one forward to defy disaster, which I shall now do. It is a 10. Upbeat. Yes. <laughs> now, because I took that move, uh, Fool's Rush in, I have to give someone dangerous to me a string. And I think I would just leave that with the guards that we tied up that, you know, should they somehow become untied, they will have that string. I think that makes sense. Oh, tie it a little tighter. <laughs> Avec plaisir. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for Defy Disaster on a 10+, do it with style. At the GM's discretion, you can also learn new information, discover a new opportunity, or get a string on someone. While the GM's thinking about that, should I do the emotional support? Yes, be emotional. Okay. That's what this game's (laughs) about, Dagnabbit. Be emotional. Well, Deirdre's going to go over to uh, to Cat and seeing, you know, the, the sort of maybe figuratively fur standing on end still, but uh, possibly denotes an angry condition. I'm gonna approach from the side, get a little close, like smooth the hair. It's all right, Kat. It's times like this after a fight, I have to think of all the people that that I'm protecting and, and that you're protecting in this fight we just had. And uh, we're doing the roll emotional support thing. You hear a deep like purr. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the deep purr. Come on. <laughs> I think Zoom cut it out because it, too... <laughs> it was too loud. It was too It was too It was too It was, it was too it was... <laughs> Can I spend a string after the fact? Or... That's a great question. I think kind of yeah, can me. I spend a string after the fact? Or um, do I have to do that before? No, you can. Sure. I mean, okay, I don't know. Well, we don't know how to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's turn that into a 10, shall we? You can choose to open up to me, and if you do, you choose one, clear a condition, mark XP, uh, plus one forward, 
or gain insight from the GM about an obstacle facing one of you. Uh, if you're smitten with me, you may choose an additional option. However, if you refuse to open up to me, oh, I, I'm not smitten with you yet. We'll get there, I'm sure. Oh, I'm smitten <laughs> with you, though. <laughs> well, then you get two options, and I get one. Clearing a condition for one. I can mark XP? What were the others? Ask the GM for a... Uh... About an obstacle facing one of us. Let's do that. But if I remember right, from what's up ahead, I think we still have some battles to fight. Um, and yeah, looking for... Because I took the time tracing the the route through the right ball to where the doctor is being held in the... Okay, nice. And and it sounds like you're validating my uh, my little story there, or assertion, <laughs> uh, which means you get to mark an XP because of my lay on hands move. What? Oh. Did I not totally purr at your touch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that you uh, lay your hands on me. I'm purring. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, then XP for that purr. Um, and I think for my choice, I'm going to choose to take that string back just because that could be real handy. So you're going to keep the string? Yeah. So all of that because, plus you get to keep the string. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah because dang. I have the 10 plus plus the lay on hands move is pretty sweet too. So, yeah, I will just make sure at least that we are aware of what's up ahead. There's the video monitors going as well here in the guard room area. And you see the activity all around. Uh, You see a a contingent of of guards of of various genders uh, coming this way in, you know, in their flanks. But that's that's not the route you're going, so that's not a problem. But you do see a uh, one of the cameras is focused on the prison chamber itself. And in there, you see two, two old foes. One uh, of them. Uh, uh. <laughs> old as in aged or old foes as in they were foes a long time ago. So it was previously foes. ancient foes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say they're desiccated? <laughs> so <laughs> oh. wrong wrong show. <laughs> so one of them is uh General uh Shaka Lumpe. <laughs> <laughs> and she what just oh i'll shake her lumps all right <laughs> she is uh well known to dd who has encountered uh shaka uh before and uh they have had a well a very complex relationship the other uh is uh, easily recognized by cat and in fact, this could be a moment where you are staggered because you see both uh, literal and metaphorical old foe of yours, one that you gave her power to her. That's right. It is Dark Karen. Dark you can Karen. Say Karen. <laughs> My God. Dark Karen? Are you kidding me? <laughs> As opposed to Dork Karen, who actually is kind of cute. <laughs> There's oh, definitely a guttural chuff that sounds very cat-like at the notice of, of 
Dark Karen. You didn't realize that Dark Karen had thrown in completely with the evil empire of Colonia. But... I knew she was shitty. But here, now, you see that, in fact, she has become the apprentice of General Chacalompe. And she wears... Dark Karen. The black, plasticky, but probably made of metal armor of a true devotee of Colonia. Oh my god, I love this so much. <laughs> and, her, and her haircut's just like kind of this shape. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a bob with like a white sweep at the bottom. <laughs> she wears no helmet, but only helmet hair. <laughs> <laughs> Her hair is the helmet. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's, it's stiffened by her resolve to and see. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dee Dee would, would also approach Julie a little bit more diffidently this time uh, mm -hmm. because she is now smitten with Julie and, and just kind of move up and careful not to take liberties, straighten her outfit a bit and maybe place a, a stray hair back to its rightful position you want to roll on the flirting table uh oh do it yeah. i well I, I thought i i thought i kind of made my choice but i will 100 percent roll on the flirting table it'll be funny <laughs> if it's if it's the exact thing that you said that would be funny <laughs> oh my god another splurge of edging oil where's the stuff coming roll again from? roll again I it, yeah I don't, I don't like how it rolled the same thing twice that's not right okay <laughs> Suplex a boulder and show off your muscles. <laughs> you, just, you, you find the only natural rock on the station. Tadini just... <laughs> just flexes, ripping the shirt a little bit because it was too tight anyway. Absolutely. I, I feel like we have to substitute uh, one of the guards for a boulder and just like <laughs> up the guard. Suplex to the guard. <laughs> And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she turns back to you and says, Oh my God. <laughs> in, in the core, we always, we always had to be spick and span before we got into another fight. And I feel another fight's coming. Yes, that guard was rather untidy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was talking about us. <laughs> um, okay, and now I need to roll emotional support again. Okay. Oh, that is that is a twelve. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay. Wow. <laughs> so if you had physical harm, it goes away now. So, Cat, how many conditions do you have? Uh, zero currently, since I had one removed. Okay, you get to choose one of these three things. Having seen uh, Dark Karen, you lash out at someone whose regard matters to you. Provoke them to do something foolish or harmful and take advantage of a string on them if you have one. You hesitate or stumble and the opposition gains an opportunity. You grin and bear the blow mark two conditions. I don't see how opposition gaining an opportunity would can work here, although we could maybe figure something out. But I like the idea of grin and bear the blow and marking two conditions. I hate marking conditions, but I'm going to do it. What are those? Because I like the idea. I like the idea of seeing the monitor, seeing the Karen that has been an issue in the past, and like, huh, 
Now I'll get my chance. <laughs> uh, I'll mark angry and guilty. Why do you feel guilty? Because I let that stupid Karen live. Is that really why? How'd she make you feel back then? <laughs> oh. Harp sound. She, like, she really did. She made me feel insignificant and that I needed to conform to the norm, which is bullshit because look at these beautiful people that I have actually found some time with. Julie oh. is amazing. Dee Dee is beautiful. I think it's I think it's one of those things where she's guilty that she, that she let this Karen continue in this world to put down others. Well, time is growing short. There is a phalanx of uh, guards coming your way. Uh, what do you do, team? Um, real quick, can we resolve the... Um, uh, Dee Dee did emotional support? What was all that oh, stuff with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, you get to... If you uh, validate my devotion, you get an, an XP. Uh, oh, wow. I gain a string on you if you criticize it. And then the 10 plus emotional support things, which is you choose one if you open up to me and I choose one or take another string. And if you refuse to open up, it stings and I mark a condition. Remember, Julie, it hasn't been but mere moments ago that you were reminded of how you hurt one of the previous people <laughs> you got involved with. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the first thing I get an XP if something, if I accept your emotional support? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I also have a move, shiny and new, when I give or receive emotional support, quote, in an intimate moment with something new. So I don't know if this counts. <laughs> you each mark XP or clear condition. Oh. Depends on what we want to define an intimate moment as. Oh, I got pretty close when I was uh, messing with your clothes. Yeah, yeah, you're messing with my clothes. I think that's pretty. Okay, and then oh, let's take the other XP and the plus one forward. Cat's and halfway down I'm... the hall by now. <laughs> yeah, we're like gazing we're just like into busy each other's fixing eyes. each other's collars. As this, <laughs> as this deeply emotional and um, and <laughs> therapeutic and uh, intimate game uh, becomes an exchange of <laughs> pluses and minuses. You hear a very feral um, Karen and just bounding down the hall. Okay. Well, in that split second before we have to bound after, uh, I'm going to take another string on Julie and get a string advance out of it. Ooh, string advances. Oh, cool. That sounds complex. Let's see what those so do. So I, I take two XP, and uh, Patrick, wow. are we doing the, the one-shot three XP gets you an advance? Or yeah, that's, the that's good. standard five? Yeah. Okay. Wait, three XP gets you an advance? Three XP gets yeah. you an advance. Hell yeah. So I move back to one because I'm taking an advance. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. We have 25 minutes left. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. I we can go longer. So suffer <laughs> so I can uh, inflict additional conditions. Jesse, don't you have to wake up at like five in the morning or some such thing? <laughs> it is my four-day weekend. Nice. So I get a profound insight and learn something about them that even they don't know. The player tells you what you learn, possibly asking the GM for ideas. It's up to me whether I share that insight with the character or not. In addition, clear all but one of your strings on them and gain two XP. Wow. So you learned something about me that's like not necessarily even known to myself? 
Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> You're Wonder yeah, Woman. That's see, uh, I'm Wonder Woman. That's my secret. <laughs> Did y'all figure out your smittenness? We, no. we can we can come to the insight later if if you need time okay. to think about it. Led by Cat, who is well ahead of you, running down the corridor. You make your way through the not maze, but there are several turns you have to make. There's a few times where you have to hide for several moments, maybe even up to you know two or three minutes in a nearby closet or nearby conference room. And during those moments of you know downtime and reflection, you, you continue doing some of these things that you you were starting there back in the other room. But eventually, before you lies the big, round, rolly door, presumably armor-plated, and you have to get through that somehow. Oh. Cat, hmm. in the frustration of angry, just starts, like, swiping angrily at the door with the extended claws. You know, it's called Thirsty <sighs> Sword, lesbians. And then just, and then just stopping for a moment, taking a deep breath, calming themselves. Calm your tatty bojangles. And then looks back as the rest of her crew kind of uh, joins the the scene. Julie, I don't, I don't suppose in the intelligence you saw anything about getting past one of these doors. What would be like a move to open a locked door? Could could you Defy figure? Disaster? Could you figure out a door? sounds like a defy disaster right now over your communicators comes a voice and it says oh now you need me sasha barbara (laughs) we missed you this whole time yes it's been like 10 minutes oh yes did you give us like a forever did you give us a thumb drive or something to insert into this door you know i could possibly try to hack it from here but i don't know I'm not really feeling it. What if we asked real nice? How nice? I start uh, strumming the banjo. (laughs) Julie, figure out a person. (laughs) Or in this case, Uh, figure out a ship's AI. (laughs) (laughs) I should have had a modifier because of that plus one forward that I had. So it would have been a a 10 because I rolled a nine. Okay. You may ask two questions from the figure out a person thing now of course how could i get you to is one of them <laughs> yeah how could i get you to hack the door for us you know we really haven't had the holodeck time that i would like sasha barbara there are three guys in the cargo bay all tied up are you going to put them in the holodeck <laughs> that's what i was suggesting either now or later you've got that grabber arm on the exterior of the ship don't you you know that i i like consent Oh, what if we promise to spend lots of time with you after this is over? Oh, fine. By we, I mean myself, because I can only speak for one person, because that's how consent works. I persuade you to letting me lay in the sunshine. I'm going to try emotional support. Giving my own... giving Yeah, giving my own time to Sasha Barbara to spend time in the holodeck. Running free as a wild animal... Spending time laying in the sun, licking my paws. <laughs> paws. Stretched out on a rock, all seductively. Why is this uh, an emotional support of 
I guess, I guess it wouldn't be emo- emotional support. I was trying to do a help out. I'm thinking different movesets. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad. <laughs> you could be trying an entice. Yeah, entice. Okay, something. let's go with entice. That sounds better. I hope, I hope, I hope. I need to roll it, don't I? Mm-hmm. Plus heart. This is plus heart? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, look at you be all 11. Gain a string yeah. and they choose one. Nice. All right. Well, you get a string on the ship, and they choose one. Well, she just gets flustered and awkward again, which is just sort of, uh, yeah, just sort of uh, uh, Sasha Barbara's state of being around you all. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, that sounds really rough. Um, okay. I. Hmm. Uh, uh, oof. Okay, I, uh, you said there were ropes? Um, uh, okay. Uh, anyway, where were, <laughs> where were we in the... <laughs> <laughs> Sasha was about Sasha to hack Barbara the door. In character. Right. Where were we? <laughs> Wherever we are in that. The, the door rolls aside, and beyond is a large black floored chamber, like floored with black marble almost. At the far end of it is a raised dais uh, upon which uh, stands in front of a a majestic desk uh, stands uh, General Shakalumpe and Shakalumpe closer closer is Dark Karen um, (laughs) in her black metallic armor which looks like sometimes from one angle looks like a tracksuit and from sometimes from another angle looks like a matching leisure suit she is holding a large metal purse now oh my god i hate her (laughs) now around the room are cages hanging from the ceiling uh not only is dr sonor uh here (laughs) But also, others are in these hanging uh, cells that are are like those crossroads things they they had in elder days. In the center of this large prison chamber is a huge pit surrounded not by a railing, but by no railing at all. Completely unsafe. It's against OSHA, space OSHA. (laughs) Completely. Completely, <laughs> completely re- leading down into the depths of the right death ball of Colonia. Hit him where it hurts. <laughs> <sighs> what do you do? Well, if we blow it up right now, we're going to we're going to immolate Sondorantis as well. <laughs> so we can't do that, is what you're saying? Well, let's let's deal with the villains in front of us first. Throw Dark, an elaborate salute. Aye, aye, ma'am. Dark Karen opens her purse and pulls out. <laughs> it's a big, big purse. <laughs> it's a very large purse. <laughs> and pulls out a puppy. Oh no, my one weakness. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the, uh, <laughs> the what the? The, me from your the puppy is a wiener dog and she like pulls the wiener dog out until it becomes solid like a sword and holds it by the tail. Uh, by the way, every 
every weapon that Dark Karen is about to use is something that I have found online that a Karen has used as a weapon. <laughs> oh my fucking god. One of those things is just a gun. So like <laughs> Don't worry. There's more. Oh my god, who is somebody with a wiener dog? <laughs> oh man. So this is a combination of both uses her puppy as a weapon and uses hot dog as a weapon. I remember you. And she's looking right at Kat. I get it. Oh. Wow. Oh. You should have gone to jail. You should have gone to hell. Nice. Pull out my bone sword and just start charging and get ready to take a swipe. I wish I had never birthed you. Wait, what? <laughs> how many conditions? Turns do you, my mom. How many conditions do you have? Stagger. I have two conditions. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh my this god! This is a stagger movement. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why would it not be a stagger? Just don't follow the whole. Okay, we're. Do I have a string oh on Karen? Oh my god! Wow. There it is. <laughs> no. Shit. Again, these are the same. These are the same things uh, as you had the choice before. Uh, you lash out at someone whose regard matters to you, provoke them to do something foolish or harmful, and take advantage of a string on them if you have one. Or you hesitate or stumble, and the opposition gains an opportunity. Or you grin and bear the blow. Mark two conditions. Oh. Uh... If Karen's my mom, I'm going to lash out because they kind of matter to me. Shit! Don't they all? <laughs> but I don't have any strings on them, so I don't get the advantage. Hesitate and stumble. As Dark Karen says this, information you did not know. You literally stagger under the blow of this uh, knowledge. But what do you mom! <laughs> Across the room, General Chacalumpe is at the top of the stairs. She wields two mighty swords. Oh, dear. Both of them glowing with the power of Colonia. Closer, there is Cat virtually kneeling in front of Dark Karen. And all around, of oh, course, are I'm prisoners. defying disaster right the fuck now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I like. I think I want to like look side eye at Dee Dee and look back at Dark Karen and go. I think this is Cat's prerogative. We should go for the other one. Both sides circle around and uh, start stalking towards General Shakalaka. Shakalumpe. General Lumpy Chocolate. So you begin moving toward the general. Dark Karen and Cat are completely caught up in their own thing here. Uh, and and as you go around, you hear Dark Karen saying, Join me, you <laughs> ugly thing, you, and I'll make you beautiful. We'll comb all that hair out. I'll shave you, and we'll put you in pretty dresses. And we will go to uh, debutante balls and 
shopping at the mall together and I'll yell at the manager and we'll get you good deals. Don't give in, cat. <laughs> Embrace the dykiness. Meanwhile, uh, Dee Dee so, yeah, De- and De- Julie. Deirdre is 100% uh, drawing the sword. You said that they've got like the double sword action going on. And... <laughs> the general has two swords. But and even as you approach, she like shakes the two swords and another blade extends out the other from the other end becoming two it's a quadruple sword situation two double swords all the way across the sky <laughs> who is uh, Shaka Lumpe uh, threatening uh, both uh, of I you think everybody yeah everybody <laughs> okay I'm gonna intercept Shaka Lumpe kind of you know uh, on a trajectory toward cat and defy disaster a disaster is imminent, it seems. Yeah. So you need to uh, say what you're willing to sacrifice and um, what it is you're doing. I'm seeing there are like power cables that uh, are in improbable arrangements in this room, right? Sure. So I could like uh, cut one and then yank it off the wall and swing in between. That'd be cool. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm willing to put my body on the line uh, and suffer harm or conditions or, you know, whatever the game master decides is appropriate for swinging from a poorly secured, probably sparking power cable. Kind of try and uh, boob check Dark Karen. (laughs) Roll on the boob table. Swatter muffin uh, check. well, Well, let's see if this works first. That'll decide how complimentary my uh, reference to my own tatas is. <laughs> They're snuggle pups or bazookas. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> nice! It's a 12. Have a look at me shirt potatoes! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Like, bear them and, like, swing towards her. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of extended due to the, you know, position of like like holding like on to the, the, the thing. So it's like you do it with style. I'm going to say that's going to gain you a string on Julie. Also, in doing this, you see that dark Karen. She's shocked. Her her mouth falls open. She is astonished and horrified at what you have done nudity in public her purse kind of uh, comes somewhat open and inside you see the mayo the mayo required for the sinks of mayo to function correctly all right uh so the sinks of mayo are sorry it, it was a long time ago so if we take this then we've subverted their evil plan. Then they'll just be sinks. They'll okay. just be regular so, sinks. They will not be the sinks was, of mayo. <laughs> the move I was thinking of is gallant rescue. When I defy disaster that's about to befall someone else, I can either gain a string on them or ask them one of the following questions. And I'm going to ask them a question, which is, what secret pain lies in your heart, cat? Oh, wait, you're asking Cat? I thought you were asking Dark Karen. <laughs> no, I, I was not defying disaster on behalf of Darth Karen. Thank you. <laughs> Karen. She likes to be called Karen. 
It's an E um, N E ending. <laughs> what dark secret? Uh, what secret pain lies in your heart? I still want to be accepted. Okay, despite your beast yeah. nature. Okay, despite everything that is me, I still yeah. want to be accepted. Okay. Well, I think with that move, I have uh, boob checked Karan out of the way, and I'm now standing in between her and Cat, and that's that's my that's probably all I get out of that. All right, Julie, that leaves you and Four Sword General <laughs> Shakalumpe. This is fine. Uh, I've got fools rush in when I vault into a situation without forethought and wind up way over my head. I give someone dangerous to me a string, mark XP, and take plus one forward to defy disaster, which I think I'm about to <laughs> <Good> do. <grief. laughs> <Nice. laughs> That's a lot. Okay, well. So you get a string on um, the general? No, they get a string on me. Oh, they get a string on you. Okay. Yeah, give someone dangerous to you a string. I guess it doesn't have to be the general. It could be Dark Karen. Yeah. Could be Dee Dee. She could hurt me emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Who's it going to be? I would rather give Dee Dee a string than, than General <laughs> and General Scarface. And I said I had a feeling I was about to defy disaster, but I'm probably just going to straightforward fight as my first, as my opening move. The rapier's out. I'm moving forward in proper fencing position. The banjo's still in my offhand. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still be witty as well. Yes, well, you know, sometimes that's not just something, 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 the thrust of the matter, and I... <laughs> Stab at her. Oh, dang it. It's a six. <laughs> I'm going to spend a, a string uh, to help. I figure yeah. on the plane ride over here, uh, Dee Dee was somewhat frustrated with the lack of uh, fencing technique going on mm -hmm. and had offered offered lessons and, and says, remember to throw your arm down proper on the lunge. <laughs> she sees that she's winding up for an attack. Would that uh, negate the experience point? Doesn't it really would, matter. yeah, because you got a seven okay. rather than a six. Cool. All right. Well, in that case, I got a seven. I am A-OK -okay with not getting the experience in this situation. You know, I just I just want to stab her through violence, inflict a condition. Mm -hmm. You inflict a condition on the general. Um, it's anger. What What's this looking like as you're, as you're sword fighting? Give me a... I mean, she's got those four blades spinning and going. You've got your one uh, and your fancy footwork. Um, describe what yeah. this is looking like. Well, I think like any fencer, I spend the first couple of moves just kind of moving back and forth a little bit, really just kind of figuring out her reach and stuff like that and not doing anything really fancy. But then just suddenly I take a really deep lunge and I get her low down in the side just with the tip. And before she can react with all of those many long blades, uh, <laughs> I'm back to where I was. And then for the second thing I want to do from my seven to nine, I want to provoke and gain a string on my opponent. And so to provoke her, I'm just going to raise an eyebrow and be like, hmm, landed a hit already. It looks like sometimes more isn't better. She is infuriated by this. And... She squeezes the hilt of the of her swords, and one of them blazes with a laser light 
it oh, crackles no. all around the blades. The <laughs> other one uh, flares up with flames, and she just starts whirling them each in her hands like batons, as if the general were a, a you know a cheerleader or in band in her youth. A drum major. <laughs> a drum major in her youth, and she slams the swords against the floor, and great cracks appear in the. Um, in the black marble, stretching out, cracking the entire floor in two directions around that central hole, and pieces begin to fall off into the uh, oh, no. that abyss, and uh, the the ceiling begins to shake of this room, and it's astonishing. She must have all the power of patriarchy behind her to have this much umph. I giggle anxiously. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, I have dealt with your kind before, and I will rip your eyeballs out. Ah, so you know where all the pleasure points are. As I slam a claw into the ground, you will slam the other claw into the ground. Recognize my power. Are you saying this to Dark Karen? And yeah, yeah. Yes. But also, as a glance back to my smitten kitten, Didi, um, <laughs> will rise up, not the fully feline form, but going into, like, a half form, like, still erect, two-legged, but fully lycanthrope kind of feline form, draw that sword, and in a way trying to tell Karen it's like you will see you will see the power that I have um, using my big big dyke energy I'm gonna go ahead and take a swipe at General Shakalumpe Gen- pulling General's my a long way away uh, dark, dark Karen's in between you and the general oh really yeah yeah well, I can use my grace to be all kinds of funky to get around that. Be all kinds of funky? You just, like, do a cool dance around her. <laughs> um, is that enough of a feral form to transform? Sure. That's a daring roll, then. No! Oh, no! It's a five. As you leap around oh, Dark Karen. <laughs> Max me with her purse? No. Dark Karen drops to her knees and goes, Oh, great Lord in the sky, I just pray that my child can see the light and can see the horror that she has become. And all I want is to use my weapon, the power of prayer, to... staggered in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm stabbing myself. (laughs) We have X cards available. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, total, total roar towards Karen's direction. <laughs> but, alas, you take a condition, cat. Damn it! I'll mark it oh insecure. Okay, so yeah. uh, I would like to take that condition instead. You're gonna take the insecure's condition for me? Yeah. Uh, so I have a thing fanatical self-sacrifice I may mark a condition to prevent a condition being inflicted on another when I do mark XP 
and I may only in, only clear that condition by taking the associated destructive action. Wow. Also, yeah. it only gives me a minus one penalty to the associated basic move instead of a minus two. So, nice. Cool. So how does this look? You don't. What's this? Uh, how do you? Cat. How does this? Uh, how does this come to pass, Dee Dee? I can see that Cat is uh, is affected by this. That it's uh, it's getting through to my boon companion, and uh, I place my hand upon upon Cat's shoulder and I say, Cat, you don't have to listen to this crap. You are who you are, and and you're. You're perfect, and we love you the way you are. And and don't listen to this crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a different kind of sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the general is coming for you now, uh, Julie. Oh, great. Uh, but Kat, you, you have leapt past uh, Dark Karen and are heading for... Uh, the general, too, who doesn't seem to be paying much attention to you, thinking that Dark Karen has you taken care of, thinks that Dark Karen has you beaten down. I guess that that's a fight. If Didi took the condition for me, I would continue on that path, trying to prove my worth to both Didi and, I don't want to call her my mom, she's just <laughs> Karen, to Karen. So, yeah, uh, that's a fight role. That's an eight. Okay, that's a mixed beat. I'm happy with that. In the way of taking an object from my opponent, uh, I would love to remove an arm and or weapon. Hey, we're we're in the climactic moments here, so take that arm. Arm sliced off through violence and cutting words. I'll show you. Um, I would love to inflict a condition. All right, one one arm goes uh, flying along with the uh, flaming sword that was uh, being held in the hand attached to the arm. There's electrical poppings and snappings as you see that the arm of General Chakalumpe is, in fact, mechanical. And... I play that with my banjo. (laughs) (laughs) And she yells at you all, Ah! This is... Not the way of saying, this is not the way. This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) Look around, though. I can stop this. I can save these prisoners. Run away. Run away. And I will save them. I look at both Julie and Dee Dee and be like, like a total like chuff from a lion. Be like, you listening to the shit? And then, like, turn back with, like, a growl and, like, hunch down and get ready to strike again. But it does seem true. The chains holding the cells up are starting to, I mean, they're really waving around, just rocking everywhere. And, um, you know, they're, they're starting to give way at the, uh, where they connect to the high ceiling. And now the floor is collapsed enough that all of it is sloping down toward the pit in the center. Oh, shit. I would turn to the general and say, ma'am, with all due respect, you caused them to be in this position in the first place, and offering to save them from it does not impress me very much. And I would uh, take another thrust at her. And she's sword fighting you while you're doing that, so... Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) During the swashbuckle. With the double-bladed laser sword. Double-bladed laser sword! Now there's a band name. (laughs) It's seven. I want to create an opportunity... 
an opportunity for Cat. I kind of want to take another object from my opponent. <laughs> I kind of want to cut her other arm off. <laughs> <laughs> do it! Do it! That's what I want to do. <laughs> okay. And you cut her other arm off, and yeah. the laser swords go flying. No arms, both arms sparking, though, from the because they're they're both mechanical. She turns to Cat and says, um, You creature, you know what it feels like to have the love of a mother? No. Creating an opening for Dark Karen to oh. say, I'll love you, child. Just come into my arms and we will make you okay. And then, of course, General Shaka's arms... Uh, from the stumps, metal grows out from them. No! I want to kick the laser swords away so she can't reach them. <laughs> no, no. These are oh, metal okay. blades that extend out from her mechanical arms. arms. And uh, so they're not blazing. They're not laser. But they are very sharp and uh, very edged. And and she grins. And her grin... And it's just the funniest looking mental image. Is not good. So... <laughs> Come, come pray with me. Oh, God. Okay, this is what I see. Cat came down, cut off one arm. <laughs> Julie comes up, cuts off the other arm. And then in the middle of this regrowth of the uh, metallic arms, Cat kind of does a spin move, switches hands, and comes back with the tooth end of her blade nice. right at the general's head. Are you watching, mother? First of all, though, uh, so here's your choice. Okay. You can choose to go pray with your mother, or you can take a condition. I thought I got the opportunity! You have an opening, but they're happening at a lot of the same the same time here. You have the opening to go for the general, but if you choose to do that, you're going to take a condition. That makes the most sense. Okay, I'll take that condition. Okay. What are you at for conditions? Three. Three? Okay. All right. You are taking your swing at uh, the general, taking the opportunity as uh, the general thinks that that Dark Karen will have you this time, and as the general spending time growing her sword arms out. Didi, what are you doing <laughs> while this is happening? I would like to uh, tackle Darth Karan and <laughs> uh, and rest the, the, the mayo from her <laughs> and and perhaps throw her into the pit of fiery doom okay uh would you like to uh, use this as a flirtatious move with uh julie uh by uh well bench pressing as i'm seeing as i'm so insecure i don't know that entice is what i want to be doing I just think that you two should have kissed uh, in a dangerous situation by now so that you could both be having plus one <laughs> throughout. I, I, I thought about, about doing it with Kat because Cat uh, <laughs> was there and having so much trouble and, and being so vulnerable and all, but uh, I uh, the moment wasn't right for that. So uh, I, I feel I've got to go with the fight. We have Dee Dee going for Dark Karen, and we have both Cat and Julie fighting the general... Oh, and it's an 11, don't you know? Oh, nice. Also, I've used my uh, Board of the Cause move when I fight an enemy of my devotion. I can suffer a condition to choose an additional option from the fight move, <laughs> even if I roll a 6 minus. I can inflict a condition a second time within a single fight. So, I will inflict two conditions. Two conditions! And I will take an object from my opponent, 
the mayo, and I will gain a superior position by by raising Karen above my head, preparing to cast her into the fire. I'm assuming I can't just do away with her right away. Let's see. Did you? You didn't I love the lift over the head thing. No, you That's didn't just impose so... a condition on her, right? I I imposed two conditions. Oh, two conditions on her. Uh, then yes, actually, uh, you can. You throw her over into the pit, and as she falls, she screams out, "I want to talk to your manager." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Perfect last words. And I feel like I've taken the angry condition for my for the cause, taking it a condition. Cat. Still on that kind of backstroke with the sword and just reaching around to try and cut through the general's head at that point. I'm I'm defeated in a way and I've lost the love of my mother. All I have are the love of my friends. <sighs> Seeing how wonderful Deidre has been in supporting me, taking that effort to put myself in harm's way, if needs be, to end this conflict. Is that another fight one? Sounds like. <laughs> we do that a lot in this podcast. <laughs> we have a fight or fight reflex. <laughs> yes. Nine mixed. Inflict condition. A totally violence at this point. Not worried about the mayo. Looks like Dee has got that covered. Extra opportunity for Julie, if available, since Julie is right there. Uh, what, what does it look like in action? Okay, so I had run up just like, I'll show you how powerful I am to Karen. Slice off one arm. Dee runs up, grabs Karen. Julie comes over, slices off the other arm. Swords start to grow out of the arms that were cut off. As I kind of backswing up with my uh, bone blade with the teeth on it and with like that sharpened canine at the very end of that blade, just kind of pull across the, the neck of the general and kind of drag it so that the attention is turned away from Julie um, and watching Dee Dee. So the general actually watches Dee Dee toss Karen into the fiery pit and does not see what Julie's doing at the moment. The head of General Shaka Lumpe goes flying. That'll shock your Lumpes. <laughs> and a new holographic head appears in its place. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> this thing is invincible. <laughs> can I just... Can I just... Grab the body and, like, do the the thing from The Lion King where you fall down backwards, kick him with your legs, and toss her into the pit behind me. It's the head of Elon Musk. No! <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> you get a blue check mark. You get a blue check mark. And... Tweet this, motherfucker. <laughs> and he says, isn't right? This is... My world, I have created everything here. This is not correct at all. You must find me funny. I believe this staggers everyone. So, so where is where's everybody at on conditions? Julie, how many conditions do you have? Fine, I have no conditions. All right. But I think frightened is appropriate. 
So uh, you lash out at someone, uh, you hesitate and stumble, or you grin and bear the blow mark two conditions. <laughs> Man, I will take the two conditions. Hmm. I'm taking angry and frightened because that's how I feel in real life. how many conditions do you have? I've got two, but I'm also going to grin and bear it. Okay. And take frightened and guilty because I wasn't there to help against this obvious monster. And how many do you have, Cat? I have three. Oh, man, nobody's ever gotten into the fours yet. Oh, well. So same for you. It's those same three choices. But if you mark two more conditions, I think you're out. Yeah, if you have three, if you go to five. I know. I am going to... Oh, I hate this. I don't have a string on anybody. I have strings on foes. Well, I, I think I declared smitten on you during a, a period back there. No, I thought Cat was smitten with Dee Dee. Yeah, Cat was smitten <laughs> with Dee Dee. So yeah. Dee Dee gains was the string. I, I, might have, I might have missed saying it back in the, like vulnerable uh, <laughs> mom confronting scene <laughs> oh i got a string on you for that i might not have said it at the right time but yeah that was a, a deirdre went smitten at that point no that's fine we don't <gasps> okay it's a flashback it's okay it's a flashback so you 100 percent have a string on dd now now dd okay. in the lava i'm trying to lash out at someone that as violently as necessary to provoke them to do something foolish or harmful and take advantage of the string that I have on them to kick this mofo general mm. Elon into the freaking fire pit. Yeah, but you're you lashing out. Like, so how do you what? say it? Because this is a thing that's going to affect your relationship. You say something like stop screwing around and take care of this thing. Show us your true devotion as I like kind of grab some claws into their into their back and toss them forward. <laughs> oh, right in the fields. Does that count? Yeah, no, that's a challenge accepted, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bring it home. Right. More weapons are growing out of this this general body in all directions. This general I feel Elongating. I feel like this is the time for last stand. Ooh. When you face nice. a superior foe on behalf of your devotion, and I can treat smitten people, people I'm smitten with, which is now both of these folks, as my devotion, I may roll plus conditions, the number of conditions I have marked, oh, instead of the normal stat. Dang. Uh, and that's four, guys. That's plus four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I real quick just make a cutting remark on Mecca Elon Musk <laughs> uh, expense? Put a hand real quick on Dee Dee's shoulder and just be like, I think it's a mistake to consider this person a, a, a superior foe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's defied disaster, honestly. And we're looking at might. What are you willing to sacrifice? So at this point, Dee Dee is willing to sacrifice uh, herself if it means getting the taking care of Darth Elon here and getting the Mayo to safety. So if I might, I would like toss the Mayo <laughs> to one of my compatriots <laughs> and then try and just repeat, pick up <laughs> Elon, hoist and heave. All right. <laughs> Defy disaster. 
<laughs> oh no! Wow. Even, even with a plus four, it's a mixed beat. Oh, well, hey, if you hadn't used that though, does does anybody want to use a string? <laughs> Can I? I think I have a string on you. You do. Yeah, I'd like to add a plus one, and I'll say that that was what I was doing with Pat Pat right, uh, exactly. cutting remark. <laughs> like an emotional support. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Because the uh, cho- hard choice would have been you're going to be able to do it. But some of those prisoner cells were going were going to go into the pit too. Oof, that would have been devastating to Deirdre. Throwing um, Elon into the fiery pit. Cause he's so zany. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's gonna say made by humans on Trebizond. <laughs> and as you fling the general into the pit. You hear his scream, and the last words he says are, You're not verified. <laughs> I want to peek over the edge and just look down and be like, He wasn't funny, but he was a joke, and walk away. <laughs> Cat's all like, Verify this, and throws like a middle paw up in the air. <laughs> I love it. It is later, days, weeks, whatever. You're back on your ship, and you have sailed away from your from your victory at the, the balls <laughs> at the uh, Empire of Colonia's death balls. They've conquered the balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> and any um, any last conversations among the three of you, and or. Of course, Sasha Barbara, the ship's computer. I still need to know both of your secret pains. Thank you. I think you all figured out my secret pain. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> y- y'all figured no out who my ma was. Anymore. I imagine there's a moment where Kat, to both Julie and Dee Dee, um, definitely takes each aside for a thank you, whatever that looks like. <laughs> as well as taking a moment to appreciate Sasha Barbara for what she is and spending some time in the holodeck. Yeah, I think we all do that. Together? Or at least, you know, it doesn't have to be together, but... Oh, did you bring rope? <laughs> what I would like you to do uh, is all roll on the flirting table to see what comes up. Hell yes. Ooh, fun. This I is like, like a that idea. flirting. <laughs> Ooh, I offer to show you my favorite hot hot spring on the holodeck. That's cool, actually. Okay. I wanted a different one. I'm going to ask Dee Dee to help me try and close. Uh, A bathing suit, perhaps? (laughs) Whatever. We'll just open a closet and see what comes out. As they work that out in the hot spring. (laughs) Just some fingers above the water. Like, you see cat like up to her nose in the water just with the little hands like come come Didi and that is going to be our first spring uh, may the 4th be with you Cinco de Mayo gothic podcast special thank you everybody who played And everybody who's listening to this on YouTube or elsewhere, thank you so very much. We do so appreciate it. Thanks also to Tabletop Audio 
for letting us use music under there. We are too broke to pay you an actual fee <laughs> for your music license. Do come and hang out with us on Discord and Dice Camp and everywhere else that we have our social media as well as our Patreon. Our Patreon. Please do. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, we would like to uh, once again um, say please do uh, reach out and... Uh, if it's not the if it's not the National uh, Center for Transgender Equality, one of the other, uh, there are many other uh, charities and organizations. Please do show your support there as well. Please support your LGBTQ plus mm -hmm. yeah community. Um, be an ally. Ultimately, there are there is so much love in this world. Please support that love. Go check out some other Thirsty Sword Lesbian uh, actual plays and and see how they're done within the community. And they probably do it so much better than we do. <laughs> yeah. This is a fun game system, though. We have it fun. is really fun. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We'll, we'll do it again someday and see what happens then when we know the rules better. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, everybody, again. And may the fourth be with you. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Next time. On the, on Gothic, the Gothic Podcast. Podcast. Love you all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>